Hello, and welcome to Sim Radio here on the Sisters in Music Network. It's Monday Music Madness, and you're tuned in to Mixing It with Nikki Chris. This is Nikki, and in case you don't know anything about me, I'm a singer-songwriter from Raleigh, North Carolina. My show celebrates women in the music and entertainment industry, providing an avenue for them to showcase their talents. Our motto, Sisters in Music, Together We Are Stronger. My guest today is a hardworking singer-songwriter from New York. She's performed all over the tri-state area, including notable venues such as Rockwood Music Hall, The Bitter End, The Landmark Theater in Port Washington, Great South Bay Music Festival, and the Philadelphia Music Festival. She additionally was selected for a VIP audition for NBC's The Voice, named a Sam Ash Music Store Spotlight Artist, and she has been an official Fishman-endorsed artist since 2019. Please join me in welcoming the uber-super-talented, and I believe, based upon a quick chat I had with her today earlier, a very, very wonderful young lady, Karen Bella. Karen, so nice to have you on Mixin' It. Thank you for joining me today. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, you such sweet things. Thank you so much. In reading through your bio, it looks like the past year was filled with setbacks for you. Could you tell us a little bit about some of the things that you've gone through? Absolutely. Right before the pandemic happened, about three or four months prior, I was about done with completing my EP. And my producer and I, Josh Dion of Paris Monster, we decided to make the release date uh, around March. So uh, finally, it was March 13th. We booked Rockwood Music Hall. I ordered the CDs, the merchandise, this, the, that, everything. You know, we're getting closer. And then we start hearing news in February about COVID. And then we have our first rehearsal where we're doing elbow salutations, like the Monday before the performance. And then that was the week that went crazy with the news. Things were being threatened to shut down. I almost canceled that premiere performance, and we decided to go with it. But instead of, like, at least 80 people coming to the performance, including someone from Warner Music, like 30 people came maybe, which I am appreciative of it. It was the most magical evening I can imagine. The musicians were so brave. Everybody who came out to the city, New York City, was so brave. And then everything shut down. And I was left with all this merchandise, all these copies of the CDs, this record that two years of hard work and a lot of money that came from me personally, as well as uh, some donations from lovely people, was at a halt. And I didn't even know how to begin to promote it. And for the next four months, I wasn't working. I wasn't doing anything. And I was just like, well, what do I do now? My entire two years of life was completely dedicated to this. So after those four months, music started kind of trickling in for live performances around June. And then I fell in end of July and I broke my left wrist, which is my cord hand, and I had to have surgery to put that together, uh, put Humpty Dumpty back together, (laughs) and um, (laughs) then I did physical therapy, I uh, walked away from 
a relationship that was no longer good for me. And that was very hard to do because during a pandemic, you are seeking companionship more than ever. And the level of loneliness and, and isolation is significant. So that was really hard. And then I had to put my dog to rest in October. Oh, no. Which was, yeah, which was so hard because she was my rock and I I, I loved her so much and I, I think about her all the time every day. And then I started playing solo shows again, which was wonderful. And then mid-December, I contracted COVID. So, um, you know, it, it was a rough year. And I will say, though it was very difficult and I've had a lot of downs, everybody has been suffering. I'm not the only one. And thank God it was only these things and nothing significantly worse. Yeah, and you know, they say that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? So I really felt for you when I was reading some of the things that you just discussed and even hearing them from you now. It's hard to stay positive in in that regard with everything that you had to go through, but ultimately, do think that you'll be better for it in the end. I mean, especially like music is it's tough and and I know I actually know a couple of people same type of situation I actually literally performed with somebody's CD release party on March 6th and we shut down in North Carolina though a week later and it was actually a very full event but I know that they went through some of the similar things that you did with They've got all this merchandise, they've got all this, you know, their CDs, they were getting ready to do a ton of gigs and promote their CD, and all of a sudden, it was gone, and how do you continue to do that online? And that's not the priority for a lot of people to want to go online for. They're really going online to learn more about the pandemic and stuff, but I think, though, music, even though you probably released that last year hey, promote it now. Go out and do all that stuff now. And I'm sure that you've been doing some of that. So I have no doubt that you'll be able to continue to push the music and forge ahead in that regard and be successful in getting people to listen to the music and and buy this stuff, even if it is a year later. I think you really got, you know, the mark on the bullseye. You got that, that needle in the bullseye. That's exactly what's happening now. So I spent about most of that year dealing with the stuff that I needed to deal with that a lot of artists were going through, thinking, A, how am I going to pay my bills because I'm not working because it's what I was doing for a living. I was a a full-time musician performing. And then it's how am I going to get my music out? Am I a failure? What do I do? The pandemic unemployment was very difficult to get through at first. Eventually that worked out. And then I decided... I got connected with some wonderful people and they helped me make a decision to re-release the record and to give it the promotion and attention that it deserved the right way. So I'm looking at it as though 2020 never happened. I'm releasing it now. But I think more than ever, we need music. We need art. We need shows, TV, entertainment, Because this is what's holding us together. You know what I'm saying? I do, and I certainly agree with you. And I'm glad that you did talk to someone that 
talked you into re-releasing it because there's a couple of people that I, I look to for advice. And that is one of the things that they have always said to me. And I even said this to the band that I was working with as well. I'm like, just re-release it. I'm like, just take it down, make a couple modifications, pop it back up there. You're done. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's very easy to do that and it can get the the focus and the promotion that it deserves now. So I'm so happy to hear that you were able to do that. And I I think it's going to be spectacular because I know that you brought a couple of songs with you to share with us. So I would like you to talk a little bit about the self-titled EP. And can you tell us about its creative journey, what it's inspired about? Sure, sure. So all the songs were written at different times throughout the last 10 years of my life. So Fly, which is the first song on the record, I believe was written in like 2010 or 2011. And I remember my brother, when he first heard it, he was like, oh, that that kind of reminds me of like a Tom Petty feel. And I was like, wow, thank you. I love Tom Petty. You know, the late, great Tom Petty. And... The other songs came as time went by. I would have experiences or something would trigger me to write something like Indio was from pure imagination, but it is something that I want to do. I do want to just get in my car and take a road trip out to Indio, California, meet the people and check out all the music that's played there because that's really the city of festivals. Things like Needle in the Hay, Good Morning, Inspired by Relationships, Experiences, uh, as well as Jack Honey and San Andreas, for example, that's a a relationship that was very traumatizing. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to the lyrics in the song that discusses someone who betrayed you and how it shattered your world. So these are like little snippets of my life in songs or things that I want. Now, the journey of the record is very interesting. I originally was going to self-produce everything. And a good friend of mine, David, invited me to a jam in upstate New York. Uh, Kind of upstate, actually. It's more Westchester. And he's like, hey, it's going to be a jam night of funk music, and we're going to have a special guest there. And I was like, all right, that's cool. And I go there, and I see the house band and the special guest. And I just remember thinking, oh, my God, this guy is unbelievable. I met him. His name is Josh Dion, as I mentioned his name before earlier. And little did I know he was going to be the producer of the record. I just remember upon meeting him that there was something significant about him that I needed to stay in touch with him. And thankfully, we did. And and it just happened so organically. I knew he got my music. And instead of me producing it, he took the lead. And he really brought these songs to a whole other level introducing me to the perfect studio to record at, Grand Street Studios in Brooklyn, in Williamsburg, and the right musicians that just were the perfect fit instrumentally, energetically, and some of them became such good friends of mine. And he really put his heart and soul into these songs, as any good producer should. It's not just the artist that should, it's also the producer, the engineer, the entire team that you're working with. The recording experience was unlike anything I've ever had. 
usually I would just record the guitar and then build everything around it. But what we did with basically almost all of these songs was he would play the drums because Josh is a drummer. And I would play the guitar and we would do it at the same time and we would just do the instrumental and do a couple of takes and then mix the good parts together. And that really created, I think, the right sonic, energetic feel to the songs. And and I think that that really helps create the magic. And I believe a lot of bands do that. You know, I know Jimi Hendrix recorded that way. The Beatles would just do everyone together playing for recording. And I love that. So it was an incredible, creative, life-changing experience all around making this record and very therapeutic. And it sounds fantastic. And I've listened to the record multiple times. I actually do have a partial favorite that I didn't include in our playlist today because I was torn. But I'll tell you what my favorite is when we get to that point. But right now, before we put it on, could you tell us a little bit about Jack Honey? Because I do want to play that for everyone. All righty. So Jack Honey is the song that I'm most excited about because I'm about to shoot a music video for it in end of June. This is a song about intimacy. It's a Nashville alternative rock song that is like such a positive, far, fun bar vibe. It's very sensual. And it's just about somebody that was in my life that when he left, it left a void. However, he was such a a charming guy that had a bad boy feel, but he wasn't a bad boy. And I just loved having whiskey with him and hanging out with him. And I still adore him. I still always wanted him. And it's just a song about desiring someone and wanting to be with them. It's It's a fun song that you just go out at like your favorite hangout spot and sing on the top of your lungs. I would definitely agree with that. So we are going to put it on for our listeners. Here is Jack Honey by Karen Bella. Your pretty blue eyes were vacant skies when you went away. And the home that's inside eating me alive, keeping me away. Color as vibrant as I did when I got to see Behind cemented feather cracks in the walls I kept the secret of your beauty The little eyes that we kept in stride on the index page And the haunted long nights that we got to find the difference of our age And I want the others to know How we got to feel the angle of your sculpted features in every way Did I want my lovers to know Could you see the ups and downs And in and outs and in between So clear and hey You're not a cowboy But if you will, you be better
stepped outside in your black attire Led me to the gate and To the world that you traveled in And the one that we created I wanted to know if you were half as good as your plan And show me how you demonstrate And with this corrupt my mind to control the hand of time As we because it was something that I was doing on my own time. When I was at home, I was just always listening to music, always showing interest in it. So thankfully, my parents, they allowed me to experience that and to experiment with that. And they bought me a keyboard, got me voice lessons, piano lessons, outside of after-school programs, during school programs where I got to leave in the middle of the school day and go to special creative arts program that really helped me get out of my shell. And I just continued with it as time went by. I really didn't sink my teeth into a musical writing career as much as I did in my earlier uh, childhood until I went to college. It takes time to get to know yourself and know who you are and 
I think that it was really important for me to experience a full childhood and a full teenagehood and to really go into this field when I'm more put together. Sometimes, uh, you know, I've, I've seen, not, not that I think there's anything wrong with being an actor as a child or a musician as a child and, and into your adulthood and onward, but I think that knowing who I am, I had no clue who I was. I didn't know what my sound was until just right after college. So that's that's really how I got my start, but I started doing things early. I read that you started writing songs very, very young, but it's interesting that you said that you kind of really didn't get into that maybe, you know, real deep until later, and I had similar experience. I actually started writing in high school, but I feel that, now I write much better than, well, obviously, you know, high school versus being older, you definitely grow mm-hmm. in between. But pulling from personal experiences, and that's what I think is very authentic and honest in the songs, particularly on this album, is you you can hear the life experiences in several of the songs. So I think that it was great that you gave yourself some time to figure out your sound, figure out where you might want to put your niche, so to speak, and then pull from your experiences and write. I think that that has definitely shown through, specifically in this current EP. One of the things that I do like to ask my songwriters who come on the show is, do they have any tips or recommendations to share with other budding artists and songwriters. So I am going to ask you the same thing. Anything that you could share with individuals who might want to go down that path? Sure. I would say, first and foremost, if you've gotten to a point in your life where this is what you want to do, there is no plan B, there is nothing else you have an interest in, then I would say you have to be the type of person that the moment you wake up in the morning... Music in general is the first thing you think about and the last thing you think about when you close your eyes to go to sleep, then this is the thing for you. But you also have to remember this is not an easy industry and you have to be a fighter. You have to be a hustler. You have to know how to speak to people and develop relationships and network. You also have to remember how important it is to leave a good taste in people's mouths when you associate with them. This is a very small world, the music world. And the more you make steps forward, the smaller that world becomes. And you have to be very dedicated to that and not let anything get in the way. No toxic relationships. No negativity of any kind, you have to always keep your eye on the prize. This is an entire lifestyle. If you are only willing to do half the work, then it can be a hobby. But if you want this to be your entire life, this has to be your everyday, moment-to-moment thing, almost like you're a doctor that's on call all the time. Yeah, I like to equate being in the music business as you're running your own business. You're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So I can certainly relate and emphasize exactly what you've 
just stated. It is your CEO a, of your own. Yeah. It, yes, you are CEO of your your own organization, your own company, and it is a lot of work. It is seven by twenty four. It is fifteen, sixteen, sometimes more hour a day. You know whether it's writing, recording, social media, reaching out to people, and and all of that fun stuff. So yeah, great advice, great advice. Would you like to collaborate with anyone? Is there anyone that you have eyes on, so to speak, collaborating with that you'd like to share with everyone? Yes, I'd love to collaborate with John Mayer. Oh, nice. Love him. Why John Mayer? I just love everything he does. I think his songwriting is so tasteful. His blues vibe mixed with a songwriter, pop, tastefulness. There's something magical and sweet about his voice, his songwriting, the chords that he uses, and he's a very talented guitar player. He's producing his own stuff more, and I just love his music from the beginning of his officially released career to things from today that he's releasing. I also love his personality that he has created on social media, and he seems like a just a wonderful person to collaborate with, and I hope that I can get to a point where he's like, yeah, I'd love to work with you too. That's awesome. I don't know that I follow him on social media, so I may have to check him out, but I've seen him a couple times, been in the stage band. I've been to the Grammy Awards a couple times, and he's participated in the stage band a couple of times, and it's been really fun to see him perform, not as John Mayer, but as part of a collective group, and it's been really interesting. Oh, unique. Yeah, yeah. He's He was the the show band a couple of times, and it, it's been really unique and really cool. Like, that actually is one thing that has stuck out to me, and he seems like a really down-to-earth guy. So he's not he's not one that, that a lot of people mention, so I'm really glad that you've mentioned him as somebody that you'd like to collaborate with. That's awesome. That's great. So That's I'm funny gonna, you say that because I can't imagine people not mentioning him. Yeah, you know, it's funny. A couple of people that I've talked to when I've asked this question, they mentioned like older artists. You know, like you, Tom Petty, right? You mentioned Tom Petty before. It's kind of one of those questions of, you know, sometimes people do pick individuals who are no longer with us as, oh, I would have loved to collaborate with, with this person but I get a lot of some of the country artists that I've talked to, they tend to lean more towards more of the more established country artists. Pop artists tend to lean more towards her Taylor Swift. I've heard some of the other Phineas, you know, those types of, of collaborations. So this one, I'm, I'm actually really glad that you mentioned him. And you know what? He fits with your style, at least the style that I'm getting and the vibe that I'm getting from your EP. I definitely could see a collaration between the two of you because I definitely think your style fits. Awesome. So hopefully, Yay. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, you never know. Maybe I'll tag him in some of the uh, promos and be like, at John Mayer, take a listen to this one. <laughs> we'll, have some, we'll have some fun with it. We'll do that. But we're going to take right, a quick cool. short break here. 
for a word from one of our partners in podcasting. This is the fabulous Grace Garland, and we'll be right back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris here on Sim Radio. Hi, this is Grace Garland, and you're listening to Mixing It with Nikki Chris on the SIM Radio Network. Check out my new single, New York Attitude, now on Spotify. Sisters in Music, together. We are stronger. And we're back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris on the Sim Radio Network. And my fabulous guest, the multi-talented singer-songwriter, Karen Bella. I would like to get back to your EP. Obviously, we've re-released it, so this is really great. You mentioned that you're getting ready to do a video for Jack Honey. What else? Online shows? Any type of touring planned? What other plans do you have for this? Right now, I'm applying to some festivals, and we'll see if I get into the mix. And if not, you just keep going. You keep applying. I am performing uh, at least three, four, or five times a week in different places in Long Island, New York. And I'm going to be joining a folk group called Gathering Time in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania in the end of June, the Dean Center which is going to be cool because it's very different from what I do. And I love to be able to dip my feet in that pool of musical genre versatility. So that's, I think, probably one of the big things that I'm doing this summer. And then the day after that performance at the Dean Center, I'm shooting the music video for Jack Honey. I'm really excited for that. It's going to be a, a fun, long day. And I'm just I'm just putting this record out there. In fact, this EP hit the charts for the Folk Alliance International Folk DJ charts, and it hit number thirty. My music is not folk, but there are folk elements to it, and I think that that's a big accomplishment to reach number thirty when my music is not really folk. So I'm I'm really proud of that. No, that's awesome. Congratulations. I had no idea. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, I just found this out like a few weeks ago. Oh, that's fantastic. But I do get a little folksy vibe, though. I do. And it's great that you like to stick your toe into different types of genres and even different performance collaborations, if I call them, or or working with different artists and different musicians as you perform because it just opens up uh, versatility and allows you to be Mm -hmm. a little bit more flexible in what you're doing. And that is actually something that really interests me. I have always been the first one to say there's certain genres that I just don't feel that I do really, really well with, but I do like to explore various genres. And I think it's great Mm -hmm. when artists have the ability to do that and just pop in and you know maybe one night it's more of a a folk laid back singer t- songwriter type of style and then the next night you're able to go out and do some alt rock and rock it and you have a very strong voice and i can certainly see you being able to be extremely versatile and do different types of performances so i just think that's awesome oh thank you so much i really appreciate that the fact that you are a singer so you you understand this. You get it. I do. I do. And and that's one of the reasons why I started doing 
this podcast is because I love talking to other songwriters. I love talking to other artists and I love learning, you know, what inspires them, what makes them tick. Cause I use it as a learning tool for myself, not just for my listeners, but it's important for me to, like you said, network, build those relationships. Cause one of the things that I also do too is I, I kind of use this as it, I'm interviewing you, but I'm also really interviewing you because I'm an artist myself and I want to do collaborations and I want to expand and, and do different things as well. So I use it as a tool to say, hmm, that might be somebody that I might want to work with in the future because they have the same ideas as I do or they have the same philosophy that I do or they're they're very versatile, they're they are able to work in different genres and play multiple instruments. And that's one of the reasons why Sisters of Music was formed, too, to kind of build those relationships and provide an avenue to have these types of conversations among, you know, women in particular, but let's just say artists and people in the music and entertainment industry. So I think it's great. It's fabulous. It's but so I do, important for females to support one another. Sorry if I interrupted. It is. No, don't worry. It It is. And I completely agree with you. And often we sometimes are our own worst enemies. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you can relate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Let's talk about another track for the EP. So I would like to play Indio because I thought it was a really, really cool, cool composition. I'm really glad that you talked about what the song was about because I, like you, also have aspirations to do that California drive and, and go to some of those music festivals. So I really am excited about playing this for everyone. But I did want to tell you, I mentioned earlier, I do have a favorite on the EP, and it was San Andreas. Is I actually, oh. the first time that I heard that, I was like, wow, I love this song. So my oh, favorite, you. I'm not playing it because I was also partial to Indio, and I think you are as well. But let's just go back real quick and regurgitate some of the inspiration around that song before we play it. Sure. So uh, this is like a really upbeat, driving song feel. It has that road trip feel. And it discusses the adventures of taking a solo road trip to Indio, California. And I remember when I was getting the melody in my head, I, I was singing to myself, Today I want to go to Indio. And I'm like, what the heck is Indio? And I looked <laughs> it up and I'm like, oh my God, it's like a real place. And uh, that's where they have like all the music festivals. And all the things that go along with music festivals, all the good fun and the token and, and things like that. So I said, how cool would it be to write a song about just getting in my car, putting my suitcase in my back seat, and just driving alone somewhere and being adventurous on my own and, uh, and just having fun. So that's what the song is about. And it is awesome, and we are going to play it for everyone so here is Karen Bella with India. Uh uh-huh. 
I really, I really appreciate all the kind words and the time that you've given me, and and I really also appreciate that you are a singer songwriter and a performer because you're asking questions and you're you're talking to us as someone that is basically us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're all in the same boat, and so it means a lot that it's coming from someone who lives this life. Thank you very much. That's very, very sweet of you. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's like I said, I mean, it's great for me too to, to be able to talk and share. And the whole concept of sisters in music is to create a sisterhood. I keep, mm-hmm. keep saying it's, it's like a sorority, right? You know, we have a whole bunch of sisters yeah. where we have a common goal. We are here to support each other and uplift each other. And my methodology and philosophy is always a win for one is a win for all. So you being successful and me promoting you and elevating you, giving positive feedback or constructive criticism, whatever it may be, elevates you and that elevates me too. It helps all Amen. We are a collective unit. So I'm thrilled to do this and so excited that we were able to get you on the show. And before we sign off, because uh, we are getting ready to run out of time, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? What about social media or where they might be able to find your show schedule so that they can pop in and catch you in a live performance? Awesome. That's an excellent point. So for anyone who's interested, you can go to my webpage, KarenBella.com. It's all traditional spelling. On my webpage, you have links to videos, music, photos, biography, and the latest news. And you also have links to all my social media. For example, Facebook is at Karen Bella Music. Instagram is at Karen Bella Music. Twitter is at Karen underscore Bella underscore. I had to change it because somebody hacked my 
other account. And I also have TikTok, which is like the new thing. So that's at Karen Bella 3 because there are some other people that already have the Karen Bella. <laughs> and, um, and I got YouTube, so th- there's a link on there as well. And it's all very easily accessible. Great. Well, Karen, thank you so much for joining us. And for those of you that are also interested, we are going to be having Karen on our Sisters in Music Instagram Saturday Live. We're doing that June 5th. So we'd love to have you join us over there for some live chat, the this or that game, and live performances by Karen. So hopefully she'll be up for that, and I think she will be. Until then, Karen, thank you so much for joining me. It's really been a great pleasure. Thanks for everyone for tuning in for Mixing It. On behalf of Sim Radio, this is Nikki Chris. Until next time, keep on mixing it.